are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Tonight, we're talking rookie sleepers and some draft mistakes to avoid. So I think it's important to know what you're looking to do in a draft, but it's also important to know what you shouldn't do. So before we get into that, let's talk about some sleepers. And Nate, we're going to start with your sleeper. Sean, put me on the over the side because we're going to start with Nate. There we go. Hey, we're going to start with your sleeper. So he was talked about on one of our Patreon episodes. But why don't you briefly explain to us who you have and why? Yeah, so I I really can't believe I'm saying this, but my RB sleeper is my RB5 for my tape grades. Interesting. And that's Devonta Price, who I, I didn't get to watch until later on in the, in the draft cycle. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago I got to watch him finally. But I've been paying attention to him, you know, a little bit for the past two years because I remember last season during the COVID shortened season when he was playing for FIU, he was at one point leading the nation with around like nine yards a carry or something like that. I mean, this guy is explosive. He's able to make the big plays. And I I knew he, he had that ability, but it's college, you know, FIU. Guys have that ability all the time in those small conferences, and you know they never really stand out. But I finally got to watch his tape. Comes in at six foot one, two hundred and ten pounds. So this isn't just like some little scrappy guy who's got some speed and agility. This is a big running back who has the speed and has the power. So immediately, I was very interested. Um, at the NFL Combine, he ran a four three eight, and. Very, very impressive. And, you know, when watching this guy, he's, he's not quite, you know, as big as a guy like Steven Jackson, but kind of some Steven Jackson vibes. So we're a nice mm-hmm. throwback there. Um, but Devonta Price, great burst through the line of scrimmage, runs strong, good contact balance. He has good size, and he could actually add a couple pounds. He could pr- easily add 10, 15 pounds at the NFL level. And at that point, you're talking about a bruiser who has speed. And we don't see that combination very often. And when we've seen it, a la Derrick Henry, not saying that this guy's the next Derrick Henry because he's not. But when we you see that, that combination you heard of that here power first. He is the next Derrick Henry. He said it. <laughs> get Derrick Henry. Now, Devonta Price, maybe he's like your, uh, your mini, mini me version of Derrick Henry at, at best. But this is a guy that, you know, as just watching him on film, he, sh- he just showed a lot of ability and the physical ability he brings to the table as well. You know, he's a good runner. He's a patient runner. The, the way that he can get through the line of scrimmage was, was very impressive. Choppy feet in the background, uh, in the backfield. So someone that as long as he gets drafted, long as he gets some decent day three draft capital, I'm going to be ta- taking a chance on this guy in a lot of my leagues because I think he has the potential to turn out as, you know, one of the sleepers in this draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I like that pick. And uh, Phil, why don't we go to who you have? Um, yeah, let's let's go to you. Sorry, I'm just making sure I'm reading the sheet correctly. Go ahead. 
No, you're good. Um, I'm going with my RB sleeper. I know me and Mike talked about him in one of our Patreon episodes. Um, it, it's uh, Jerry on Ely. Um, I like his uh, PPR upside for fantasy purposes. Um, I'm kind of curious where he's going to get drafted. It's going to kind of tell me uh, what kind of role he's going to have. But from what me and Mike seen, I know we kind of agree. But when he's in the open field, he's very shifty. Um, for a small guy, he has really good contact balance. And he makes plays consistently. Um, the only thing that he had an issue with was uh, running in the backfield. But when you a guy that small, I don't see the NFL using him in that way. I see them, you know, put him out in space, um, making him a weapon so he can move the chains back and forth and, and, and do what he needs to do to make the team. So with Jerrion Ely, um, I think he's going to be more likely a day three guy, most likely. Um, I don't think he goes undrafted, but. Um, depending on what team he goes to, I think he can contribute on third downs. And, you know, if there's an injury at some point, they can put him in it and he can contribute um, at the next level. So I'll be waiting for maybe Saturday for, for his name to get called, most likely. Just so you know, the Dynasty Run crew, all our favorite guys get drafted on day three or get picked up. <laughs> or undrafted. <laughs> or undrafted. That's how it goes. You got a, an ideal landing spot for uh, Jerry Ely? Um. Not, I see him. I don't have a, a ideal landing spot. I have like more of a like. I, if they use him like in a James White role type thing, I think he can do that. Um, just because he has really reliable hands and he can make people miss on third downs and and you know, and and fit that role perfectly. Perfect. Um, I was gonna say so. Oh yeah. So if you do watch any old Miss film, you see Jerry Ely. There's another running back there who's coming at this year, Snoop Connor. There's another guy that caught my eye too, Henry Parrish. He did transfer to Miami. Um, so if you're a Debbie player, definitely keep your eye out on Henry Parrish. Unless you already know who he is, then fantastic. <laughs> Chef, so your next sleeper is a guy that I'm actually not high on, but I want to know your thoughts on your running back sleeper and why. Yeah, I think Tyler Beatty is a guy that you can get late in drafts, maybe even an undrafted free agent in some of your leagues as well. I just think there's upside with his pass catching ability. Like Porkman said with Jerry on Ely, I don't see Tyler Beatty being a guy that's going to be a primary back in the NFL. He's definitely going to be a guy that is a complimentary back, the change of pace back that's going to catch balls out of the backfield. And when I'm taking shots on guys late for sleepers, I want to find guys that are PPR worthy. I like Devontae Price, though. I like everything he does in his game. I think he's going to be a higher touchdown scorer for fantasy football. Uh, I just want Tyler Beatty just because he's going to be hopefully catching passes out of the backfield for a team that maybe has a bigger back and just be a change of pace guy in the NFL. I'm not going to go too deep into him. I think he's a good running back. I don't think he's going to be big running inside zones or anything like that. More of an outside player. Uh, I think he can also play a little bit of wide receiver as well. So that might boost his stock up a little bit. Uh, But this is definitely a guy that you can get later in your drafts. Nobody you have to really reach for, in my opinion. And he did lead the SEC in rushing last year, I believe. That means anything. Also, uh, Nate, do you know where Randallstown, Maryland is? I do. Is that close to you? Not really. Well, Tyler Beatty lived there after 2005 when his family was displaced by Hurricane Katrina. Oh, how about that? There you go. So Nate's going to be definitely giving him a look. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, so Chev is all aboard the Tyler Beatty train. I am not. I have not. I've been pretty outspoken about that, but that's okay. Um, you know, if Chev and I are drafting together, he's going to get Tyler Beatty, and I'm just going to go in a different direction. And that's fantastic. 
we each get our guy in that circumstance. Um, my guy, if you're not on Twitter, you might not know who he is. And if you're not on Twitter, kudos to you. Um, but that's Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State University. I like what Pierre Strong brings to the table. I think the NFL is going to like him a lot, too. Good size. Um, he's fast enough for sure to play the NFL game. He's actually an underrated receiver. I think South Dakota State just really doesn't use him as a receiver very much. Um, so when you watch film on guys and you don't see a lot of receiving, just see what they do. You know, it's a small sample size. Just see what they do well. And even if they're not getting the ball thrown to them, them, how do the routes look? You know what I mean? How does his body fluidity look? That's a new term. That's going to be on a shirt soon. Um, you know, overall, he's rated at right between an average starter and a good starter. He's a 5.45 strong runner. And, hey, 5'11", 205. I feel like he could be an early day four. I'm um, day four. Day three pick. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I am I am off my game. It has been a very, very stressful day and evening for the CEO over here. Very early day for a pick. You know, I'd love to see him go to a place like the Jets, maybe. Um, if J.K. Dobbins wasn't there, I would say the Ravens would be a good spot for him, or even if he would take over that Gus Edwards-type role in Baltimore. Nate, maybe yes, no, or just no. Eh, just eh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not really a ton of places that need to start starting running back. That's the problem. Um, but you never know. You never know what could happen. Do you remember a few years ago, Leonard Fournette was released by the Jaguars, and then... James Robinson became a thing. So there's always that that situation that could happen. An honorable mention, too, is Ty Chandler from UNC. He's pretty big. He's uh, six foot, six foot 210. So he's a little bigger than he plays, I will say that. Um, but he's good overall. He's got a decent burst. Uh, he likes to run outside. So he's not the best in, in between the tackles runner. The balance is pretty good. And a very good receiving back, too. He, to me, is like a, a better version of a Jerry on Ely as far as he's got a little bit more size. I think he's not as fast, but he does have NFL sp speed there. So um, there's an honorable mention for you for running back sleepers. So that's going to wrap up our running back sleepers segment. And we're going to move right along to wide receiver sleepers. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with me, apparently. And we're going to start with uh, Texas Tech University wide receiver Eric Ezukanma. Did I say that right? Do you guys know? Is it I, think I don't you do. know. I don't know the exact, but it sounds pretty good. Okay. Right. It is that now. So Eric Ezukanma from Texas Tech, big guy, comes back to the ball really well. He, what I will say is this. He separates but very good contested catch as well. So he could do both. And I know that we're all burned from JJR Sega Whiteside, um, but this guy, he can actually separate unlike JJR. Um, so I like him a lot. I think he, there's a potential. He's a third round draft pick, like a late day two guy. I'd be pretty excited about that. Everyone always says green Bay is a good landing spot for wide receivers this year. Now more than ever. Um, and, you know, I do want to just kind of dispel the myth that Kansas city is some sort of haven for wide receivers. Because we've seen it's been Travis Kelsey and it's been Tyreek Hill up until this point. It hasn't really been much else. So outside of that number one wide receiver, everybody to me is kind of a best ball play. And an honorable mention, a guy that I think could be a late round pick or a UDFA in your rookie drafts, it's Joe Angata from Clemson. He actually popped a little bit more to me than Justin Ross did. He's just your prototypical big body outside wide receiver that does everything really well. 
He might be a guy that the NFL likes a little bit better than your fantasy team does, but just pay attention to where he goes, see where he lands, and then go from there. Uh, hey, Mike. Yes, hi. Pretty sure Jordan got him back to college. Are you sure? I, th- I think so. Could be wrong, but I think I think he's back playing for Clemson. I think he did go. I think he did go back. Catches in the spring game. This is why I'm Debbie Mike. I think he made a couple nice catches in the spring game, and we were like, "Oh, he's finally healthy." Well, I would, <laughs> I would like to click on this, but it's a Reddit thing, and I refuse to click on anything. Reddit. It was available in my most recent C to C. So, all right, so. This is why I'm Debbie Mike. So I'm one step ahead of everything. And Bob, thanks for checking out our show sheet, making sure that everybody's eligible to be drafted. So <laughs> not on your radar. And I'm really glad I spent all that time scouting him for absolutely shit. So uh, let's move on. Chev, I'm curious about your uh, your guy here because I scouted him. I wasn't impressed. So mm-hmm. I want to know. Yeah, it sounds like you're not impressed with a lot of the guys I'd like, I guess. So I guess that's how it rolls this year. No, but uh, I think Isaiah sometimes, man. Hey, you know, we're just different people. You know, that's right. you have kids. I don't have kids. That's just how it goes sometimes. Just, don't leave it. You know, don't leave it in. Pull out all the you get. No, but Isaiah Weston is a six, three and a half. Big wide receiver. Big size. Everything he did at the combine, I think, was really good for him. He projected well running. He, I think it was a 4-4-2 with a 40-inch vertical. So the athletic ability is there. Uh, he's a guy that plays for Northern Iowa, I believe. And obviously that's not a school that is more well-known for their football talent. But I think he has enough athletic ability to get on a team this upcoming year, uh, whether that be late in the draft or as a undrafted free agent. I think just speed in the NFL is what teams are looking for now, and I think he's good enough to make a team and be somebody that is an outside threat. I don't think his route running is good enough to possibly play inside. I know he did really seem like he did well looking through zones and finding that soft coverage where he can fit in and get catch passes, but I think his game is going to be something outside, opening the top for uh, other wide receivers. But, I mean, he's big. He's athletic. He makes big plays downfield. He's running past people. And this is the guy that you're going to get for free, most likely, in your rookie drafts. And I think he has the ability to help you out as, if you can keep him on your, ta- your taxi squad or whatever you call it these days, Mike. I don't know. Squash. Taxi, taxi squash. squash. Yeah. yeah, and I'll tell you what I will say this. The one thing is I feel so bad for that Northern Iowa quarterback. That dude was just getting hammered back there He's constantly. And they have a lineman who's rated pretty highly, too. But there's also four other guys on the field, too. Um, (laughs) So, yes, and I did verify that Joe Ngata is going back to college. So um, kudos to Bob for not checking me. And also, uh, Nate, he was on your scouting player list, too. So Was he? He And that's okay, because, look, I'm one step ahead of everything for next year. I already got a guy on my radar, so... That's okay. A little bit extra scouting doesn't hurt anybody. That's all right by my book. So not on my scouting list. Maybe it was on my scouting list when I sent it to you originally, but you gotta keep up, Mike. Gotta keep up. <laughs> Where do I go to get this up to <laughs> Become a Patreon. Okay, that's right. Patreon.com. If you check the notion me. ranks, you would have seen that he was in our Debbie rankings. Come on, Mike. Okay. Well check notion. I keep removing people from Notion accidentally. So probably why. Yeah, that, that is probably that why. Happens. So all right, Phil, let's uh, let's see your or hear your wide receiver sleeper. 
All right, so my wide receiver sleeper this year is going to be uh, Calvin Austin. Uh, he's 5'9", 162. He is a small guy, but um, he's super explosive. He ran a 4'3", 240 at the combine, and uh, that looked really, really good. Um, so they, I think, you know, people are looking at 40, that's already going to boost his stock as it is. But as a receiver, um, for a small guy, he plays he plays pretty strong, and he has really good hands. Um, so I think if he goes to a good team, like Chef said about his guy, um, he's going to take the top off um, to help the other team, help his team as well to get all the underneath stuff. But I think there's going to be some points where um, he's going to be beating cornerbacks downfield and make some really good athletic catches. So I think if he goes to, I know we talk about Kansas City, but they did lose Tyreek Hill. So I think they have to, you know, replace that speed with somebody. We all know Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's fast, but he's not like Tyreek Hill fast. They they have Juju, but you know, Juju is the underneath guy. So I think mm-hmm. if he goes to a team like that to where he can take the top off and be like a Tyreek Hill, I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill. So I know Mike's gonna say Calvin Austin is Tyreek Hill. That's not what I'm saying, but that's what that, they, is, that I, is what Pork's saying right here. <laughs> here first. Heard it here first. I feel like I feel like that if if they do something like that um, that could help out their team so it doesn't dramatically alter their offense. But, uh, yeah, I, that's why I like him a lot uh, as a sleeper this year. Okay, very good. So let's go into our last one. And I know this is going to come as no surprise to anyone who follows Nate Christian. It takes every single inch of it. But, Nate, who is your Dang. wide receiver sleeper? Yeah, this is the same guy I've been talking about for the entire offseason, and that's Jalen Tolbert who has been one of my favorite wide receivers throughout this entire draft process, uh, coming in at six foot one, 194 pounds, ran a four, four, nine at the combine looks solid. He's got you know, good athleticism. He's very smooth on the field during the route, after the route, creating yards after the catch. He played for South Alabama, which is obviously not a top tier college, but he played against Tennessee this year and, held his own against that defense against an sec defense playing with the south alabama talent on his offense he still managed some big plays and looked great out there so i have no doubt that he's going to make this transition to the nfl uh rather smooth for a guy coming from his uh conference he's a guy that i think is going to end up being like a a really good wide receiver too on some team. I don't know if he's going to become an alpha wide receiver on any team, but if he goes into an offense that is a bit more pass happy, he could really excel in fantasy football as a wide receiver too on that team and be a guy that, you know, you're happy with grabbing at the end of the second round, early third in your rookie mocks, rookie drafts, because the hype's going to start to build. He's going to get day two draft capital this weekend. Mm-hmm. You're going to see him get his name called on Friday He's probably going to, I would say, probably the third round, but I think there's a chance he sneaks into the second, you know, and as soon as that happens, he's going to get some more eyes on him. His film is great. Analytically, he was in college for a while. He did play five seasons. He had an injury his freshman year, and then he played uh, the following four seasons at South Alabama. But this is a guy that's ready for the NFL. He's a guy that, I think has a high floor and a high ceiling because I th- he's a, he's an all around wide receiver. He does everything that I want a wide receiver to do between the athleticism, the route running, the catching the yards after the catch checks all the boxes. I'm all about Jalen Tolbert ready for that draft, that day two draft capital and hoping he goes somewhere. There's a good wide receiver two position open. 
Chev, maybe the Chicago Bears? I was just about to ask you, you know, what does his value look like with the Bears? I'm not sure they're super pass-happy offense, but they need somebody to, to come play I, that big I wide think, receiver. I think Tolbert and Mooney, you know, I don't think that would be a very sexy pair on paper for yeah. the next year or two, but I think they'd be more productive than a lot of people would give them credit for. Yeah, oh, I, I, sure. I, I think both of those guys would be underrated and Hey, we, we all love Justin Fields here. So if I, if I have Jalen Tolbert catching passes from Justin Fields, I will be happy. Yeah, I would be happy too. And you know, last year I said, you know, if Mooney doesn't pan out, I'll just change the M to an N and I'm glad it's actually panning out. So I didn't have to do that. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So before we move on, I'm going to give you an actual wide receiver sleeper. Who's, actually declaring for the draft and that's Danny Gray from SMU. So keep Danny Gray on your radar. I like him better than Reggie Roberson. Sorry, Nate. Um, and then I'll keep my eyes on the private chat here for everyone to tell me that Danny Gray has miraculously decided to go back to school. somehow, <laughs> Be like an eighth year senior or something like that. I don't know. I think he's a little bit older. So um, does anyone else have anything else to add before we move on? Is Alec Pierce a sleeper or do you think he's a uh, higher tier still- now? I think he's still a sleeper. I think he's so? pretty close. I yeah. think he's in the middle, right in between, yeah. in my opinion. I think you know, for the the general consensus, he's a sleeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the way some people play it too is like anyone outside of the top five wide receivers they might view as a sleeper. Anyone who's not like being projected first round as a sleeper. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Which which you know isn't always the case, you know. Um, Garrett put a tweet out how many wide receivers get drafted in the first round. You know what I think? I think more wide receivers get drafted in the first round of your Superflex rookie mock than in the first round of the NFL draft. Or your actual draft. I bet you it's like five, maybe six. I guess four. So I think it's it's a lock. Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London. So you got four locked in as first round. I don't care if you disagree. You're wrong, Mike, because... (laughs) It doesn't matter what we think. I might not think Drake London's a first rounder, but he's going to go first round. So those those four guys are going to go first round. Same with Chris Olave. The reason I say this is because the NFL is unpredictable. You could ask Brady Quinn, sweating it out in the green room. So I'll remember you got four guys, and then after that, you got a bunch of guys that could be end of first rounders, mm-hmm. early seconds, like there's like George Pickens, um, even Sky Moore. Christian Watson's Christian being, Watson. being you know, guys like that. Um, Jalen Riley. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, John Dotson. Um, yeah. Like guys like that, you know, they, they could sneak their way. Even Burks. I mean, I didn't, I didn't include Burks. In the, yeah. I mean, there's oh, so shoot. many guys. He, he so could fall guys. into the yeah. early, early second. So I think so there's four good. locked in and it could be up to like six or seven. But if I had to guess, I'd probably say like five because think there's gonna be a run in the second round on wide receivers don't forget george pickens is bad now because he has apparently character concerns so. george pickens has had character concerns since his freshman year but so annoying. i don't know if they're actually legitimate or not anymore because i didn't interview the guy so yeah all right i heard, I heard one time he was listening to music with his windows down in his car so we should probably never drive <laughs> holy crap right yeah it's gone yeah. So let us go and let's do we were going to be going into our next segment shortly and that's going to be rookie draft makes to mistakes to avoid but before that 
Let's go to some commercials. Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with. Boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DynastyRewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, that was lovely and torturous. And we are back and we are going to be talking about rookie draft mistakes to avoid. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we all know what we want to do, but how do we make sure we don't do what we don't want to do? And that was a mouthful. That's what she said. But still, sometimes the draft doesn't always go the way that you want it to. We understand that. So, you know, you just have to kind of roll with it. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be one of those things. So you have to prepare to prepare really, really good. And we are going to start with, was, did Bob put a Nate. thing in here? Nate. Oh, okay. It's the way he set it up. So, sorry, forgive me. Come on, Bob. You got to underline people on the sheet, Bob. Put some spaces in there. Hit that space bar. Highlight. So, Nate, Nate, you are muted. Um, I did see that. So um, let's talk about what some of the mistakes that you want to avoid are. Yes. So my number one thing for Superflex rookie drafts is quarterbacks will always hold value longer than any other position. And that doesn't mean you just need to go and grab quarterbacks with all your, all your picks. But if you're picking at, say in Superflex, you know, I think there's a couple teardrops. Uh, let's say early second round, okay? 
I, th- I think there's a pretty good teardrop, you know, at the end of the first, early second round this year. So say you're sitting at this 202, 203, something like that. All the running backs you wanted, all the wide receivers you wanted are off the board. Mm-hmm. And the quarterbacks are dropping. You know, maybe Malik Willis has gone off the board. Maybe uh, Desmond Ritter gets top 15, 20 draft capital. He's off the board too. And But Kenny Pickett is still sitting there with first round draft capital. You might not need a quarterback. You might not even want a quarterback. You might not even like Kenny Pickett. And if you don't like Kenny Pickett, you should go talk to Mike because he'll let you know just how good Kenny Pickett is. But if you're looking at the rest of your queue and it's a running back with fourth round draft capital who right now is like maybe the RB2 on their team, but more likely RB3 to start the season. And the wide receivers left are guys who, you know, you weren't a big fan of, you didn't get the guy you wanted. Don't reach for those positions just because they're the sexier positions for fantasy football. You know, take the value at quarterback because if Kenny Pickett absolutely fails for four years, he's still Daniel Jones. <laughs> and like you can still trade Daniel Jones for something mm-hmm. worthwhile, which is crazy because he's failed for four years in a row, but first round, Draft capital on a quarterback means that that value does not go away anytime soon, uh, unless you're Josh Rosen. And then I'm sorry, <laughs> but most of the time, these guys continue to have value. I mean, Sam Darnold got dropped by his team basically when they pick Zach Wilson, but he still had value up and down throughout the season last year for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So if if you don't like the quarterback that's dropping but there's no one else that you know really is a value, pick up the value at quarterback. Hold on to it because you can move it. You can always move it, and quarterbacks hold their value, so it's just a smart play. Now, if there's someone that you like, grab those guys. You know, I'm not saying you have to go after a quarterback because they're more valuable, but I'm saying if you're stuck and you don't really know what to do and there's a quarterback sitting there but you just don't really want that quarterback – it's probably better to take the quarterback and then see what happens moving forward between your rookie draft and the season actually starting. There's probably a month or two that you could move that quarterback. You could make some trades. There's plenty of time to make moves. It doesn't always have to be during your rookie draft. Don't get flustered. Don't make the wrong pick. Don't reach, which brings me to my second point, which Bob really wanted me to hit on. Nate. Yes. Hi. Can we break this up real quick? And the reason why is Pork has a he has a quarterback comment as well. So can we just kind of finish on the quarterbacks, then we'll come back to this and then it'll be shared. Sure. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So Pork, I want to now so we're gonna kind of go off of what Nate said. You're going in a slightly different direction. So what are your thoughts on superflexes here? I think most mostly on Superflex this year. I just think that um, if there's a guy that you really like at the top, I think I'll go back to last year as well. When you have a guy, or a couple years ago, when you gotta have a guy like uh, Jonathan Taylor, and it's like okay, Superflex, Superflex. Everybody wants to take a quarterback first only because of Superflex, but you're passionate on generational talent type of guys. I think that's the mistake that we have um, sometimes when it comes to. Um, our, our rookie drafts. So I'm just saying, base this off of, I'm basing my all all of you guys' uh, ideas all into one. You got to go with your guy. Take your guy and take your pick. 
when it comes down to Superflex, though, I think some people want to say, oh, I need a quarterback. I need the best quarterback here, best quarterback here. But then if you're passing on a team, your team needs, like you may need a Jamison Williams. You may need a Brees Hall. I'm just saying take what you need for your team, which is best available for your team, and move forward. I think some people just decide to um, go quarterback happy when it comes down to super flex, say, I need this, I need this. But it might not be uh, a particular need for your team, not for a startup, but just for like maybe your second or third year into this certain dynasty team. I think um, Nate is basically saying, I understand what Nate's saying as well. When it comes down to your quarterbacks are falling in the draft, and it's okay, this is a good value here. I'm going to take this, and I know a guy might take this, and then we can flip it that way. Um, I'm not saying don't take a quarterback. I'm just saying just, just be mindful for what you need for your team, and don't just take quarterback just because it's a quarterback for a super flex. Okay. And I think that's important. So Bork saying that quarterback doesn't always mean that they are the best player. You know, there's quarterback doesn't mean two quarterback. And I think that's important too, because everyone mm-hmm. associates Superflex with two quarterback and it's it's not the same thing. So you're saying don't force quarterback just because of Superflex. So Nate, now this goes back, this touches on your other point that Bob really wanted you to make. And when Bob really wants something, Bob gets do you think Bob would like being called Bobby? No, no, at all. I don't think so. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Bobby with Bobby. the Y or like Bobby it. with the IE? I might change some things. Yeah, he's not liking that. No, he, he's not liking any of them. Do not suffix yeah. Bob's name. He will not like that at all. Unless it's mm-hmm. Bob Cat. He does like that. So, um, Nate, what is your secondary point, please? Yeah, so I hit on this during the war room that we did last. And something I noticed when we got into the third round of Rookie Mocks fourth round even halfway through the second round we can't be reaching on running backs okay this year it's not a great running back class you got Brees Hall, who we like you got kenneth walker who we like you got isaiah spiller who i think most of us still still like you know you got a big three there after that there's a big big jump to a bunch of mid-tier running backs who at that point I like some guys. I don't like some guys. You guys like some guys. You guys don't like some guys. But at the end of the day, a lot of it's going to come down to opportunity and volume. And if these guys are getting drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, they are not really worth your second round pick, your third round pick. Not when there is a ton of talent at wide receiver this year. And once again, those guys going back to value, wide receivers hold value longer than running back. You have a running back that fails. They are the easiest position to replace in football. So if if, if Trey Sermon, I mean, he no more value. You know, wide receivers who fail, Terrace Marshall. You, I mean, who would you rather have, Terrace Marshall or Trey Sermon? Uh, twenty twenty two fourth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Terrace. I'd say Terrace Marshall. You're swinging for upside. You're you're swinging on Terrace Marshall for sure. Yeah, Yeah, because he's a wide receiver. And it just goes back to the same value thing. When you're in your rookie drafts, and I I agree with Pork, you know, go get your guy. I'm all about going and get your guy. So if your guy's there and you just really, really love one of these mid-tier running backs, get him. Mm -hmm. Be happy. 
fantasy football is about being happy. It's about winning, making money too, but it's about being happy. You spend a lot of the time on this. Even if you win $100 for your league, you spent so many hours on it that you're paying yourself like a dollar an hour. So you might as well be happy. Okay. So don't reach for guys that you don't like just because they're running backs. This class is not the class to do that. Maybe next year could have done it last year, the year before that, but not this year. Don't reach for running backs in the second, third round. Take the wide receivers, take the falling quarterbacks. Heck, maybe even grab a tight end if they get good draft capital and a good opportunity in the landing spot. Charlie Kohler, Mike really likes. I do. And next time you want to single me out, Nate, just say, Mike, stop drafting running backs late in uh, rookie rookie drafts. So I don't know. I mean, there's some value sometimes. I mean, like I, those guys I have valued as third round. And if I can get them at the end of the third or early fourth, then sure, I'm good with that. But mm-hmm. if, if you see a run on running backs and there's already been like three or four taken that round, most likely at that point you're reaching with this class. Yeah, they, they always it's not say deep. it's better to start the run than end it. Yep. And uh goes for, for a sure. train too. So, Chev, what is your um, your advice here, mistake not to make? Yeah, and I think landing spots are important, but we don't need to make landing spots so important that we move guys way down our draft board just because they got drafted by a team. We've seen this with A.J. Brown where he goes to a team uh, at Tennessee – where I don't remember who was all on their wide receiver core, but he had to have been probably number one going into that. I had to imagine he's probably I think the guy there. People were upset because Mariota was there. Mariota was there. Yeah, that was why. Yeah, maybe so. But I moved AJ Brown after having him number one in my rankings, and definitely it bit me. It bit me. Maybe I don't remember who was in the draft that year. Maybe it was Arcega Whiteside that bumped up because he went to the Eagles and it was such a great landing spot because they didn't have anybody or whatnot, but we can't make it so important landing spot wise. We have to trust our gut, trust what we've watched on film, trust what we see rather than just going on what landing spot they go to because like Tennessee wasn't the greatest landing spot, but look at AJ Brown. He's a guy that's getting pepper with targets uh, when they're not running the football as he might be the only guy there sometimes that is making plays for that team. Um, also, CEH, we saw CEH just explode up boards where he was maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth running back on your on your board before draft, and he bumped up to the Chiefs. We have to realize what talent is on that team beforehand. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback there. Maybe it is a great spot. Maybe he's going to drop the ball down. Maybe they're going to give CEH a lot of run. No, they just paid this guy $40 million. They They want him to throw the football and be the one taking over the game. Now, I mean, landing spot is important. Obviously, we're talking about these third-round running backs that we're going to be taking. If they go to a team that already has two or three running backs in the in the in the pen, just waiting to go. If we if they go to Dallas, like I'm not going to be super thrilled. If they go to a team that is just Derrick Henry, like I'm not going to be super thrilled. If somebody goes to Tennessee, I mean, maybe there's a backup role to be had. But if if Derrick Henry doesn't get injured, your guy's not getting any points. So. My 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 take for this is don't let landing spot detour you from these prospects that you really love already and that you see highly. I agree. I like that a lot. And I think AJ Brown is the prime example of that too. You know, you hit the nail right on the head there. I did the same thing, Chef. Makes you feel any better. I had yeah. him pretty high. And then once he got drafted to Tennessee, I was like, Nope. 
I'm out. And I regret it too, because there was a lot of chances I could have had him and I don't. And I do regret that a lot. So uh, before we get to my mistake, I want to say the biggest mistake that you can make in your rookie drafts, though, is not heading on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind and gaining access to all the perks we offer, such as rookie rankings, community discord group chat, which I even participate in, and much more. For example, we will give you Porkman's home address and cell phone number. What? Good deal. <laughs> lucky, lucky. One digit at a time. So you got to head on over and sign up. Again, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. And now it is time for my advice. What not to do. Don't stray from your board and don't overdraft based on need. That's why I now have Keyshawn Vaughn on a lot of rosters because I thought he was <laughs> going to be something. And I took him, Pork, I think, one league at like the 106 or something like that. Yeah, it was 106 or 107, I believe. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, he went to, he, we all thought he went to a good landing spot and uh, you, you reached because Joe was your guy. That was also yeah. Garrett's boy. But, you know, things happen, unfortunately. Yeah, they do. So that was a circumstance where had I taken best player available, my team would be in a much different place. When you're drafting, and here's the thing, I notice a lot of people do this too when they try to make trades. They'll say, well, you don't have a running back two, or you don't have a wide receiver three, and it's July. That's great that I don't have those things. I'm not setting a lineup for two more months. Let me worry about that. Let me run my roster. Let me do that. So do not draft to fill holes in your team. Now, if it just so happens that you need a wide receiver and you're drafting at the 103, well, then that's a little bit different because you're going to get a really good wide receiver at the 103. And I'm assuming Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, if those are your guys, they might be off the board depending on league format. So go best available and trade if necessary. And I want to expand on that. And that is you can trade after the fact if necessary. You need a quarterback, but none fall to you. You don't want to reach on a guy. You know what I mean? You don't want to be like, well, all these quarterbacks are gone, so now I better take Bailey Zappi at the 204. <laughs> you, you're going you're to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'll, this one quarterback league, I really need a running back. All the running backs went. So here we go. Pierre Strong, 107. I think he's a sleeper. I don't think he should be drafted at the 107. You know what I mean? So just don't reach for these guys. Stick to your board. And remember, this is one of the benefits about doing online drafts. You don't have 11 other dudes or gals in the room heckling you and pestering you. You have to run your roster. You have to pay your league fees. And I know there's always that one guy that's going to explain to you how every trade is like the holy prophecy that he's handing you. Be like, listen, I have this trade calculator Ooh. Mm. that I'm losing this trade exponentially. That's why you need to accept it. You take it and you just throw it away. I'm not going to throw this because phones are expensive, but you can just take it and throw it away. Just run your own roster. You're paying the fee. But hit up our DMS, especially Borks. He loves answering DMS. Um, we'll help you through trade advice. We don't care. That's fine. Okay. So stick to your board trade if necessary. Don't overdraft anybody hit up the Patreon. We would love that. I think another good key is too, like right now, I am not trading for anybody that has a chance to be replaced. There's yep. no way you should be trading right now. Wait till the end of the draft. If you wanted to trade, you should have traded a while back. Now is the time to kind of just sit still and wait a little bit and see where everybody goes. Also, I mean, if you trade draft picks away for the future years, you can always get those back. I'm not sure if anybody said that, 
But there's always a chance Great you point. can. I might have said that. Did somebody say that? I missed that. I don't think anyone said it, but All that's right. a great point. Yeah. But like, listen, if it gives you a chance to contend now, you have a whole year until 2023. Yeah. A lot can I'm, happen. I'm not trading those furs, I'll tell you that. No, I want all my 2023 first. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't mind them either. So, yeah. Hey, great stuff, guys. Does anyone else have anything else to add? Nope. No. Nope. Cool. It's not the year to trade back. No. Nope. It's also not, not the year to trade back. <laughs> unless you're like the middle of the first then there's not too too bad to trade back to the end of the first but otherwise i'm not trying to trade back in this draft mm-hmm. i might try that if, if so if anything throw those feelers out there see if you get some people who are going to discount and let you trade up a little bit you know it might be worth it might be worth it yeah trade up don't trade back. wide receiver talent there there's Tons of wide receiver talent, absolutely. So remember our advice, quarterbacks hold value. Uh, don't reach on day three running backs. Superflex doesn't mean you have to draft a running back. Don't over or underreact to landing spots. And stick to your board and don't overdraft based on need. So uh, thank you again, everybody, for hanging out with us today. So for Nate, Pork, and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Take me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.